So would that not work? Would that not work? We're live now, by the way. Oh. Hi. <laughs> you totally can't do it with the... Uh... No, no, no. No, you can't do it with me muted. All right, so we got to do it this way. Uh, clap incoming. All right, so... Five, four, three, two, one. I can do better than so, that. So, <laughs> nobody's... Nobody's listening. We're kind of rusty, okay? Yeah, we sucked at that. Okay, so it's so for anyone that's wondering, as we're doing yes. that, uh, that is so we can actually align, the, or I can align the audio later, because I'm not a good enough professional to not do that. So you I know what's really mark. funny, though? <clears throat> I've actually listened to more than a few podcasts where they actually have the clap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's the beginning of, like, uh, you know, people, like, they take for granted. Yeah. You know. Scene 14, take three. Clack. That's what the clack is. Do you know that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not even worth Clack. So, so, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a I thing. will do better it's next time. I apologize. I, I will endeavor. But next time is only going to be two weeks away because we're going to suck less, right? I, I'm so excited. I know. I'm me so, too. I, you have no idea how incredibly excited I am to yeah, try to yeah. get us on a schedule. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and by get us on the schedule, you mean get... Get me on the schedule. Well, no, no, I, no, I, no, I, no, I no. Look, I understand look, how excited you are to get I me. I can't on the reiterate this enough <laughs> that this project was supposed to be a project of love, not work. Okay, mm, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I purposely had told Seven when we had this idea that IRL should always be first, and if it gets in the way, it gets in the way. And there's, you know, unless until we make our millions, man. You know, yeah. Let's work on that. <laughs> Making millions? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we get, get to millions, but my schedule opens up pretty quickly at that point. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> it's a lot easier for me to make time in the millions realm, um, for sure. So, how right. are you, Hapa? I'm fantastic, man. How are you? How are you things, good, man? Things are, yeah? you know, things are good. Things are good. It's, uh, you know, part of the reason that my schedule has been what it is. is I started a new job in January, as you well know, but not everyone does, and so. Right. I have been hard to lock down. I've been traveling a lot, been doing a lot of different stuff, been a lot of stuff going on, and, and now I think it's planed out a little bit, you know, to use sure um, a, a term, but I think it's, it's a little flatter, and I think that we can, you know, I can get some stuff in my schedule and get it scheduled, and yep, I'm going to try to come out, I was just telling you a moment ago, I'm going to try to come out to visit, you know, maybe this summer sometime, which would I, be nice. You know, it... I am thankful for the fact that we do live fairly close to each other because, I mean, if, if we lived cross country from each other, this it wouldn't we wouldn't be able to do it. No, you know what I mean. No, like, and I not, and I don't have to cross the Rockies to see yet. Right. Yeah. Crossing the Rockies so. is expensive. Anytime, anytime you have to do anything with that, no, not not trying to do it. Sorry, I'm fiddling with my lighting. I know right now. All right. It's, it's a great time. So, to anyways, who are you? <laughs> Seven. <laughs> I'm seven. I, uh, you know, I'm I'm as average <laughs> as they get. I'm an average height. I'm above an average weight, according to my my. Uh, are we talking American weight? Person. Or are we talking like? So, so I am the BMI, the body mass ah, index. Stupid. I am I am considered obese on that. Thank you very much. So uh, let me you know. let me check that off the uh, conversation list here. Yeah, we wanted to cover BMI my body weight for sure. <laughs> no, actually, no, no lie. The last time I had to, there's a check that I have for, like, insurance reasons, and um, it's in the, the. This was a new person. She was checking me. She was like, you know, your your weight is it's a little high. 
<laughs> serious right now. She's like, yeah. It's like, okay, well, all right. Well, how high is she? goes, oh, you're definitely obese. <laughs> and I was like, what? yeah. You are not. The, you are no, not. No, no. She's using the BMI, right? Yeah. And I was like, is there like another way you can approach that particular conversation <laughs> with me? <laughs> <laughs> and so she was like, I mean, I could actually test your body fat, but I'm going to have to pinch you with this here tool. And I was like, why don't we do the pin? Why don't we let's do the tool pinching? I think the tool pinch is a great idea, right? Let's do that. Because you're gonna let's what you're it. gonna ding me for on insurance because some you know random person in the laboratory yeah. said anybody this height should weigh exactly this much. And, yeah. You know I have a muscle density much higher than most people. So, um, yeah, she did the whole pinch thing. It was, it was fine. my body fat's like well down there, <laughs> but she was that, still like. That conversation goes vastly different with my doctor and I. And she, she says, uh, well, we, we, we would like to see you uh, lose some weight, I think. And, um, and my response typically to that is, uh, well, ma'am, we would like to see us be a millionaire. But, you know. Oh, there's lots of things we'd like to see in the world. Yeah. It, we don't always get what we want, do, do we? Mm-mm. No. No, we don't. Yeah, so, so to answer the question, I'm as average as they come. Uh <laughs> Very well. <laughs> wife, 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 two kids, two dogs, a whole nine yards. Um, yeah, so that's that's me. Uh, I work in the technology industry, as I've talked about before. Um, you know, and I have a lot of strong viewpoints loosely held, you know, which is one of the reasons I love talking to you about stuff is, yeah, man, have conversations about stuff and do that. So well, former, I think that's why you and I kind of connect too, right, is, is we're kind of the same apple in that respect, I think. Yep. The conversation so. is the fun part, right? You know, and, Indeed. Friends are made around conversations, not agreements. So, you know, it's, it's, that's fun. Um, so, yeah, former musician, as is, is anyone who is watching on YouTube can see in the background, by the way. If you're listening to the podcast, we do also stream on YouTube, and you should go check us out on Real Talk and with Happen 7. You should check that out. It's worth checking out. Uh, we go Definitely to a lot of subscribe, trouble to make like, sure our backgrounds comment. look good. Yeah. Subscribe, smash, smash that like button. Right, whatever they say. The kids say these it, days. It used to crack me up when people would say it really helps the algorithm, but it actually does actually help yeah, the algorithm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, putting a bow in mind, I, I play baseball for a while, play golf now because I can't play baseball anymore. So, um, yeah, that's kind of me. Hapa, who are you, friend? That's what, you're, I'm Hapa. You know, that's what really people want to know is who are you? Yeah. That's, that's yeah. Really I'm sure inquiring minds are really yes. wanting to know. Yes. I think um, I'm Hapa, retired Navy, old salt guy. Uh, fully, fully retired from the real world. Can't believe it's going on. It's actually two years. It was two years, uh, five days ago. I officially retired, retired. Uh, went into wow. corporate America for That's only crazy, about two years. Crazy man, I, and I remember. Years. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, it's it's been a it's been a crazy. I saw the little thing on you know Facebook does the the little memories mm. thing, and mm-hmm. I was like, holy crap, it's been two years. Okay, well, but uh. I only did corporate America for about two and a half years, and that was two and a half years that made me realize <laughs> that I don't want to be in corporate America. And uh, yeah. two and a half years, and that was two years and three months too long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I, uh, I retired, and I do the whole. We both do the the content creation thing, streaming, and we both do yep. a little uh, entertaining on that that side of the house. Um, yep. And uh, yeah, we are like minded folks, and we're just some. I I, I always I don't know I I'm not grown and and raised in the south so i feel like i'm little it's a little off for me to say you know i'm, I'm a good old boy but at the end of the day i really do feel like i'm a good old boy because i grew up in the country um even though it's country of oregon 
<laughs> you know, but yeah, no, I, still I would definitely, uh, you know, if we were hanging out, which we have hung out, and we were hanging out, and I was guessing, I probably would guessed one of the southern states. Yeah. Yeah. I so like you're that. good, boy. I, I, I think I, I living in Texas has definitely made me recognize the fact that I, I mean, I say I'm a born again Texan because I legitimately feel <laughs> at home here, and I feel at home in the South. So, yeah. It is born again Texas. Like that. Born again Texas, man. You know, you, not all of us can can come out of the womb with a six shooter on our hip. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, there are those who can, right? <laughs> so, is Texas hot, <coughs> Hepa? Oh my, I, uh, I don't think. <laughs> is it hot in Texas, Hepa? Oh, uh, we we had two full weeks of three digit temperatures, just straight every day. 107, 100, 809. I think the highest I saw was God. 111, but it said felt like 114. Whoa. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then we had three days where we were in the upper 80s, lower 90s, and I I wanted to just lay out on the back lawn all day. It was glorious. And then now, today, we went back up over, and we're going to be staying in trip digits again. Um, I will say this is the one part about Texas that I do not like. Yeah, is, the, yeah. It's a, you know, it's, I was, um, oh man, it's been, so you sent that eastward, right? So thanks for that. Yeah. You guys we got that heat it. wave. Yeah. We got that heat wave and, uh, dude, it's hot, man. And you know, the hottest I've ever been, I mean, I remember it very vividly. I was in Red Rock Canyon mm. and I was standing on a rock and it was the first time I realized I'd ever heard silence, which was interesting to me because it was like a existential moment, right? So I'm standing on this rock and I was like, I don't hear anything. Like you, you, you kind of lose sight of in your normal life, you always have some sound. And so I'm standing yeah. on this rock and I'm like ex- in an existential crisis mode. And I'm like, I don't hear anything. This is silence for the first time. And then I realized I was cooking. <laughs> so I'm like standing <laughs> on this Literally. Yeah. It was 116 degrees. And it was Oof. like, you know, the, the heat was coming down and then back up. And I was and that's like. That's an intrusive heat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. Well, look, people here in Alabama very arrogantly. And generally, it's people who've never been anywhere, right? They very arrogantly go, oh, but it's a dry heat. <laughs> no. <laughs> don't no, matter. It, it don't like, matter. 116 is, yeah. is, is, is 116, buddy. Like, the vultures were, like, circling, watching. They're like, this guy, this guy's yeah. cooking. This could be good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. It, it, the, hot, the heat has been a lot this year. In fact, I was reading um, earlier, right? Uh, and you and I were talking earlier this week, the 4th. The report came out, I think, on the 5th, right? AP News is where I saw it. But it came out on the 5th that... Tuesday, July the 4th, was the hottest day Earth has ever experienced. Like, literally. That is a real thing. And then to, to the be, next day, the to 5th, was To be clear, though, you're talking, you're talking global average temperature. Yeah, the planet itself has never been hotter, recorded history, never been hotter than it was on July the 4th, except on July the 5th, which right. was actually hotter, hotter which was the yeah. day the first article came out. Yeah, so that's hot, right? And there's but people ad- everywhere Admittedly, this is only since... Recorded history was like 1979 or something like that. Right? Yeah, it, it really it's fair. You know, global temps right. to be, are not to like be clear. It's not like it's there's not hieroglyphs. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're writing what right, the temperature that, is. I mean, maybe there are. Maybe we just haven't translated it yet. But right, as far right. as I know, it's like the 70s. So yeah, so in, in recorded history, it was the hottest day. And I remember getting my uh, my truck. This is a black truck, and I've been sitting in a parking lot. It was a, it said 118. 118. Now, 118 it wasn't, right? But a black truck sitting in the sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that's hot. And in Alabama, I think, you know, really hot for us is like 102. If you get to 100, okay. if you get to triple digits here, it's hot because you got like 80% plus humidity too. And it gets, it gets stifling. But for us, we got up to that 99, 100, 101. And that's, that's hot here. Yeah, yeah. That is hot. We're, we're normally in the nine, like 95 is where we are. And we had a couple of days, like you said, it went down to like 88, 89. And it was like, oh my God, everybody's wearing sweaters. Glorious, and right? And, yeah. yeah. Is it going to snow? Is it going to snow? It's like... <laughs> Do you guys still, are you still affected by like a gulf flow, like the air coming off the gulf where you're oh, at? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. We're, okay. we're uh, here, we're subtropical, right? So we are, we are one climate removed from being tropical. And so we actually get, hurricanes make it all the way to us, right? They're generally a tropical storm when they get to us, but sure. yeah, we get all that wind and weather comes right on top of us. And it turns into generally, you know, Every single day you have like an afternoon thunderstorm, um, which you have in tropics, right? That's that's sure. that's a thing you definitely do in tropics. But we're we have those, you know, three days a week, four days a week, um, and they are violent and fun and amazing. And people come here from like San Francisco to watch. Like, oh my god, they're like lightning! Oh my god, lightning! What is that? The sky's on fire! You know, because <laughs> I tell seen you what, some of the most beautiful lightning storms I always used to say the the the, the Gulf Coast. Are yeah. some of the most beautiful storms. I, I, I say that kind of tiptoeing because they can also be the most horrifying, mm -hmm. you know. But but the lightning yeah, storms. Yeah, their storms are not messing around. Right. I mean, when I lived in Southeast Texas, the storms that would come in. I mean, I would. I loved sitting out on the back porch and just watching them head your way. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's but, that was always fun when you go down the coast because we're only we're only about five hours from the coast, so we get on. It's kind of just a trip for us and. Sure. You see on that Gulf Coast, and a the water's beautiful, the beaches are amazing, and the storms are, the storms are, I mean they're epic, right? They're just unbelievable so, storms. So we had the hottest recorded global average temperature, and then we broke the record the next day. What? Yep. What side of the spectrum are you in terms of like? I'll say climate change because that's the new <laughs> hip thing, right? Sure. But what? Sure. What? It, where are you? Do you do you think that we are having a significant um, negative impact on this whole thing? Um, probably a couple ways to cut that. You know, um, so I think regardless, doing the right thing is the right thing, and trashing the planet is not the right thing, right? So for, sure. for me. Um, there are people who are like, oh, we don't cause any, you know, we're not causing any global impact. Therefore, I'll throw my McDonald's. I think that's know, a little ignorant to think Big Mac way, right? out the window, yeah. right? Yeah, like they sure, do that. Not, sure. And I'm not trying to poo-poo on those people, but I think it's, it's undeniable that humans have impacted the planet. Right now, the real question is, oh, are we what's causing the warming, which is right. the real thing that people are wondering. I don't know. But out, there's an awful lot of people, an awful lot of smart people that say we are, and most of the things those people recommend us doing, in my opinion, most of the things those people recommend us doing, I'm kind of cool with, you know? Yeah. Why not recycle? Yeah. Why not do yeah. some of these things? And then you get yeah. into like noodle straws, and I'm like, I I ain't here for a noodle straw. Like, <laughs> noodle straws, <laughs> right? Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like the pasta straws. So there's like yep. things, you know. I think we should be good stewards. Um, and I, I kind of am that person anyway. What about you, man? Where do you where do you kind of fall? I, I have a very weird, probably, outlook on things because I look at things from a very nerd scientific level. Yeah. Like, you know, ge geologically and 
anthropologically, the globe has gone through these heating and cooling cycles throughout time. And the living beings have never influenced that heating and cooling on the globe. Now, that being said, industrialized humans, what are we, we talking about? <laughs> yeah. 300 years, 400 years, realistically, that we've been on this planet. Um, we've dropped nuclear bombs. We have yep. mined, strip mined huge yep. portions of the planet. We have epically flattened rainforests, which is people don't realize that the forests produce the forests and oceans equally produce the same amount of oxygen for the planet. Mm -hmm. And we are holistically polluting all of that. So uh, are we the cause of the heating and cooling? I don't think so. Are we helping it uh, be more rapid? I mean, I, I, I can't really say yes or no, but to think that we aren't, I think is... And when I say the word ignorant, by the way, I, I think there's a, a huge... Uh, negative connotation toward that word ignorant. It, I literally sure. mean like I'm ignorant to all kinds of things. Right? Sure. I don't look at that as mm -hmm. an, a negative word. Um, but I think as humans... You mean ignorant I think, in the term of, the term is unlearned. As in I yes, haven't had lack an opportunity of to, to or have not learned a thing. Yeah. Sure. Yep. And But I also think that we are ignorant to the fact that if we think for one minute that we can stop this natural thing, stop it. Maybe reverse some of our impact that we've already had, sure. But stop it, I think, is a little uh, ignorant in terms of like what we, what I think we could do. Because to be honest with you, a lot of those solutions, when you're sitting in this nice, beautiful home, seem warm and fuzzy. But the outcomes of those is actually far more devastating. Like how electric cars are built, or solar panels are built, or you know what I mean? Like all those things. <laughs> Have you and I talked about electric cars? Because I'll dive off. I don't think one, but... we, I don't think we have. But I mean, that would be a, a subject I'm pretty positive you and I could talk about for a very long time. Yeah, cause... yeah. And I, I'm kind of I'm kind of with you. Like, I, I, there are cycles the planet goes through, certainly. Um, and to say we're not impacting is is silly. It's false. Sure, we are impacting sure. something. Sure, right. You can go and look at the, <laughs> the trash pile in the ocean, and know we are impacting the planet in some ways. Are we the total yeah. cause? That's really here and there, right? It is. To me, most of the things, I'm not, you know, most of the things that are recommended are just responsible things we should be doing anyway. Like, yes. what's what's really been interesting to me in that that world, um, and this was not a planned subject, right? So that this is this is us off on a tangent for anyone listening. Yeah. What yeah. is really kind of fascinating to me in that world is, let's say that we double down or triple down or quadruple down and say we're going to get super serious about this, right? And we're going to stop behaviors that have polluted the planet in some ways that we think are are unhealthy. Great. There, there is an entire set of nations that are in their developmental period yep. that we would be saying, you cannot develop to where we are because, of because you can no longer do these things yep. because yep. we kind of ruined it for you. Yep. And I think that's a fascinating... <laughs> but we already that, do to that. To me, that's though. a fascinating concept. No, we do it in a lot of ways, sure. I... The thing that worries me is when you have governments that say you can't do X, Y, or Z because it's polluting the earth or whatever, whatever you want to go with the line of it is, but then you have other nations that are like, hey, we're not going to do what you guys do. We're, we don't, I don't want to follow that at all. You know, I mean, you got China out there that is 
using far more carbon. They have a far bigger carbon footprint than a lot of the nations on the planet. You know, than than, than seven planets in our solar system. Right, and and <laughs> which are primarily built of carbon. <laughs> exactly, and and not to 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 go more to further in a tangent, but talking about electric vehicles, like they their electric vehicle industry. Uh, likes to tout that they have more electric vehicles on the road than Tesla, right? But then what they don't tell you is the government literally has lots that have tens of thousands of these electric vehicles just parked in them, rotting away. And they've registered all these vehicles just so they can have these numbers. Like, the people aren't actually driving. Nobody can afford those vehicles, right? <laughs> like uh, Electric cars are expensive. Oh, I... I think that some of those Teslas, I mean, don't get me wrong. New cars nowadays are expensive as all hell. But, I mean, yep. a Tesla is, I think, Dude, far new, new outside cars, my means. My yeah. Yeah, new cars are crazy. Yeah, I, you know, it's, it's interesting to me talking about the, you know, <clears throat> ecological impact and you know, environmental impact of stuff. We should be better anyway, and we should endeavor to do better because we know better. Yeah. Does it, yeah. what is the outcome? You being a better person. And that should be enough. Right, yeah, and that sure, that, sure. that should be enough, and it's not for some people. Some people are like, <laughs> I refuse to be a better person because I disagree with a thing, and it's like, well, I think we can all agree that you know, not dumping you know automobiles into the the Gulf of Mexico, that's right. probably not a great idea, right? Like, right. Well, let's let's just dump oil into the Gulf of Mexico. Like, is is someone okay with that? Like, are you sitting around saying is there are people like? Well, we ain't the cause. No, no, oh, no. We are the, 100%. The big, the big stogie saying, let's do this. Yeah, yeah. Like, no. Like, <laughs> there's certain things we should, we could, should be doing, right? Um, and right. then there's, there is like anything, what is it? In all things moderation, including yep. moderation. Yep. <laughs> so, I, so like, I you know, remember it's, growing it's, up, my dad pouring mortar oil out in the yard. Oh, dude, they, dude I, I was, I saw something the other day that was like, that was the recommended, you dig yeah. a hole, you put yeah. like rocks and sand in the hole, and yep. you pour your motor yep. oil in the hole. Yep. Yep. That's what he told us to do. Yeah. What? How about no? <laughs> yeah. I, re I remember specifically being young, helping my dad doing an oil change and him pouring it like over a stump of a tree he didn't want to grow mm -hmm. back. Oh, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I know how to keep this plant from growing. Yeah. That got to be harmless, right? <laughs> and uh, I, so I grew up in a place, man, where I grew up. There was a documentary <laughs> released. And uh, there was this whole corruption lawsuit in the state of Alabama against a particular company. And this company had knowingly polluted areas where they had sure. plants, right? And I grew up really close to one of those. And I remember in the, 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 the creek that you know, we would all play in, I remember the day it turned rainbow colored and everything died. Oh and my nothing God. ever lived in that creek again. I remember that. And so... This documentary comes out about all this, you know, these lawsuits, and, and honestly, the EPA got involved, which thank goodness sure. for, you know, like, I'm not a big government, like, huge government agency yeah, guy, but yeah. at some point, companies aren't going to behave in our best interests, yeah, and yeah. this area, for whatever reason, that plant did not get shut down, and so there's this study now of the people who have lived there over this long, and, and, and I was fortunate, right, my family moved uh, in a much better spot, but the the people that live there there's a there was a woman in this documentary she had seven kids who all died of cancer before she did right it's oh like oh my gosh there, there's something going on there right and yeah. then it's like and there's all these stories in that area and then you see the the people in that are living there and because it's gotten so bad the houses are worth nothing yeah and so these yeah. people are like i 
I have nothing of value, right? I can't sell my house and move. I can't leave. I can't afford to go yeah. buy something somewhere nicer. I'm just stuck here, you yeah. know, drinking cancer water <laughs> for the rest of my life. So, like, there there are things, and, and what's really crazy to me is every time we think about, like, uh, pollution and stuff, we think about it, we tend to think about it. Like, you and I are going to talk about it. We tend to think about it at an individual level. Right. But what you said was really important. Industrialized. Yeah. Right. And there are industrial organizations who knowingly trash yeah. the environment. And that to me is where I'm like, that should not be a thing. Well, and they're you not only doing that, better. but they're also covering it up or doing things that sound like they're being ecologically friendly. Knowingly, they're not like that to yeah. me is. And then I, I don't know. It, it's one of those things. It's like you and I talked about, like we can go on a huge tangent with it because there's been countless studies that have that have been done in areas like that. I mean, Flint, you know, is yeah, one of those God, places Flint. where the, the poor people the, of Flint, they still got messed up. Already. Yeah. I mean, the river would, could catch fire. Like if your river's <laughs> flammable, I think there's something wrong, right? Like yeah. rivers don't normally do that. They don't normally catch a fire <laughs> like that. No. Like, well, I mean, that uh, was the, you, know, you and I were talking, there's the, the, another AP article, right? That we were talking about, which is talking about, uh, what is it? The headline is study says drinking water from nearly half of us faucets. Yep contains potentially harmful chemicals nearly yeah. half of u.s faucets yeah but what strikes me in that article they talk about even too though the testing that's done yeah they they say harmful but there is also substances that are found in the water that over long term can be found to be harmful as well so not yeah. just those chemicals, right? Like, I, do you guys drink you can tap water in your house? Or do you, like, how do you guys? Yeah, okay. We filter it. Yeah. So I have a filter, but I also, I literally, every time I go to the grocery store, I'm buying bottled water. Like, I, I held the, the dog even drinks bottled water. Because yeah. Pflugerville yeah. water here is so chemically treated, you can almost smell it when it comes out the tap. Really? Like it's Yeah, it's... Not. I grew up in Oregon, where the water quality is just. I mean, it's coming off the mountains. It's insane. It's pristine. Well, it, it, yeah. it's it's relatively pristine. Yeah. Right. They add fluoride to it, which is something I also don't necessarily agree with. But, I mean, when I remember, there was times when I was a kid, drinking, water like I've never drank water in my entire life, and just it tasted so wonderful because it's just good quality water. Here, you drink the water and you kind of taste it like it's just not right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, yeah, and, uh, I, you know, when you, you know, when you travel, <laughs> right, you travel and you go somewhere and you're like, this is not the water I'm used to. Yeah. Like everywhere has yeah. a different. Yep. But everywhere has something slightly different. Right. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you're this way, but like, I'm pretty convinced where I'm from, the water's pretty good. And so anything yeah. elsewhere just tastes different and weird to me. Um, and then finding out that there's 40, I think it was 45% or something like that is of all the water they tested had these PFAs or whatever the, the chemical yep. was, it had this stuff in it. And I'm, I'm like, well, what's the solution? Well, the solution is to fix, I mean, we use lead pipes for a long time. Like we do a lot of crazy stuff, but filter well, But it's water. more than that, really, right? That's the solution. It, it, there's more to that because all the, the pills that are, the medications that everyone takes with all I don't know if you know, but supplements, when you take it case in point, you know, upwards of 80% of that supplement gets passed. Like you don't absorb up to 80% of whatever supplement you're taking. And that's going back into the watershed. So 
on top of that, medications are the same way. Chemical runoff from vehicles, from high, all this stuff gets back into the water, mm -hmm. and then yep. they put chemicals in the water to counteract the chemicals. So it's like, <laughs> you know, like, well, yeah, it's you, you know, it's like drugs with side effects, right? It's like, yes, <laughs> may cause. And what were you fixing? And in rare cases, death. Right. Yeah. And yeah, you may cause suicidal thoughts, and it's like I. I started with a runny nose. And I ended up with suicidal <laughs> thoughts. Like, I'll but, take the runny nose. Yeah, I'll go with a runny nose for for fourteen hundred dollars, <laughs> Alex. Like, so yeah, the 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 fact that all these chemicals are in the water, we have we have a lot. You said something interesting. You talk about the watershed, right? You use that yeah that word. I don't know if, if if it's this way in Texas, but here we have signs everywhere in Alabama when you drive around. It tells you which watershed you're. Um, so oh, you know, no, it's like oh, it's like you know you got a highway and you're driving down a road or whatever, and it says you're entering whatever county, whatever city, whatever. We actually have those for watersheds and it's like you're entering the oh, nice. the whatever watershed so you, yeah. you kind of know um and we've done you know alabama is the most biodiverse place in north america and so we have more recently started taking pride in you know making sure that water is clean and that's really good except it showed how dirty the water was right yeah. right so like the cleanup efforts are 10, 15 years long sometimes, right? To get water back in just like the shape where it's acceptable for the wildlife, right? And that's not even talking about human beings, which we, our bodies react if we drink, you know, you're in the jungle and you drink some water, you're going to have a hard time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like we're not really yeah. well suited to a lot yeah. of bacteria and some of the stuff you just find in water naturally, much right. less the, you know, litany of chemicals that <laughs> seem to be making their way in these days. You, you've traveled internationally, I I'm going to assume, right? Only in North like, America. Have you gone to, so you haven't gone into Europe or nothing like that? I've not been to Europe, no. One of the YouTuber, YouTubers that I follow, they they both quit their jobs, bought a van, did the whole living from a van thing, traveling over the U.S., and now they've started branching out globally more. And one of the things they talk about is they spent 90 days in Italy, and they ate horribly i mean the food that they were eating was probably the fattiest you know cooked with butter oil every sure. everything that you think of here that they tell you to kind of moderate right both of them just said they never felt better in their lives though never felt like more healthy in their life came back here went back to their whatever crazy hardcore diet they had yep and they they were talking about how horrible they felt during those 90 days and both of them had a realization that while they were in Italy they were like they were pretty sure it was because of how the water's treated over there it's not treated over there actually it's naturally <laughs> transported across rocks and everything which is nature's filtration and sure. then it comes out right into the cities and you drink it directly whereas here we do a lot of chemical everything you know in your body's going to have a reaction to this stuff, even if they don't tell well, you some, you're going to have a reaction. Some percentage of humans will have a reaction. Yes, 100%. Sure. Maybe, oh, it's harmless to 98% of humans. That's a lot of people. Yeah. That 2%, yeah. that's a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, like that's a right. lot of people. Yeah, I, I was watching some documentary, and I'd love to, uh, maybe I can figure <clears> out later what it was and send it to you, but it was, it was about uh, France. It was about Paris. I think the Paris water system. And they were, were talking about, you know, how, how good the public water system is. Yeah. in paris and there there's a startup there's a guy here um and he, he owns a startup and 
and one of the things he's doing is it's a hardware startup, so it's not like software, right? It's a hardware startup. And one of sure. one of the things he's got, he built this machine. And the guy comes from a background; he's got a mechanical engineering something or another. But he comes from a background of whatever the salination, whatever the water treat, like that's that was his focus. Yeah. And um, so he built this machine, and this machine filters your water and cleans it and makes it basically perfect. But you don't actually want perfect water, right? You want right. water to have some amount of minerals in it, some amount of, right. and that's why, like, you drink different waters. And this machine can mimic any water from anywhere. So he's got these, like, that's these crazy. pods. Yeah, he got these pods. He's like, oh, you want water from, like, whatever volcanic filtration system in wherever, I can get you that water. And so, like, he can artificially create like, huh. perfect water and yeah, then yeah, into, yeah. into the water that you get somewhere else. And I have tasted some of those. And it's really cool to go do, like, a tasting sure. of you know, no, most people wouldn't think I'm you know, like, we're sitting here drinking whiskey. So we're going to do whiskey tasting. But <laughs> yeah, how yeah. often would you go do like a water tasting and yeah. you'll line up, you know, eight, nine, 10 glasses yeah. and you'll go through and drink them. And it's different. And I'm like, that's, that's pretty, pretty freaking amazing. Of course, are people going to buy this machine? I don't know how many people have a, they're going to spend $2,000 or whatever it's going to take to have a machine. That's like, I want this water. Can you imagine if someone, you're someone who cooks. Oh man. Can you imagine? Water quality like, affects everything. Nailing, yeah, nailing a recipe because you got exactly the water you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pasta or, or whatever. I mean, water quality is very important for those things. Like, yep. I, it. I think water quality isn't sufficient, a sufficiently important um, thing here in the states because people don't travel enough i think um, meaning they don't get exposed to difference yeah I, and and i don't know if the, I, I think it's just simply because people are i like my my place i like where i live i don't need to li- sure. leave my little town kind of mentality so i th- i think there's a lot of people that have um they just have well going back to what we said earlier it's ignorance like you just don't know any better yeah, it's just it, 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 lack of exposure, right? Right, right. You didn't go and anywhere. It's like and you said, like, you've tasted water in different areas, so you know the difference. So, you know, it's just the same, same way. And you and I have talked about it before, how, like, where, I, where I'm originally from, Bend, Oregon, for the longest time was considered the craft beer capital of the world because the water mm. quality was so good coming right off the Deschutes and right off of the mountains that beer just thrives there. It's a great place to produce great beer. You know, yeah, in Alabama, we got swamp water. That's what yeah, we exactly. We got swamp Which you need water. to reverse os- osmosis it, right? You need to filter it and all that stuff. <laughs> right, because humans shouldn't live here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not human-friendly, people. What do we have to... What does the planet have to do to oh, tell you man. you don't have to live here? Move north. Yeah, so, the, I mean, the, at the, the end water... of the day, you and I need to invest in, in, in water bottling companies is what I'm hearing. Yeah, I think I think what I'll do is I'll hook you up with, uh, with Tyler, right? He's the guy that owns this company. Let's go, man. So... <laughs> Maybe I can get you out here. We can go visit Tyler, and I can uh, I can be like, "Hey, it's my my guy here. Wants to taste all the different waters." I do I do wonder though, you know, if you were like, I want to, you know, this. I was in Italy. I had this water from this aquifer in Italy. Yeah. And because I w- I was in that area, you know, it was a home cooked meal, and you're not, you know, this water was used for this pasta, and it was amazing. I really do wonder. That'd be a fun challenge to be like water tourism. Like, can Crazy you find out, right, what was yeah. in that water? Can Because oh, all he's got to have is a sample. He's got whatever yeah. he needs to, like, break it down. That would be really freaking cool because you could be like, all right, I'm going to make that pasta again. Hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, that'd be cool. To, to cool. be fair, if you can market 
I, I suppose for me, the, the biggest problem is to be able to affordably market those things to the average person. Because even yeah. a water softener, like everybody tried to recommend getting a water softener for the house when I yep. first bought this house because the water's right. so hard here. That's six, seven thousand dollars to get a good water softener installed. And then you got maintenance that you got to do every however long. Like, so I mean, I guess it depends on how, how far you want to go and not too many people want to do that. They want to just go back to the days when you and I were young drinking from a garden. Dude, drinking from a hose, back, playing right? with, playing with lawn darts. <laughs> right. right? <laughs> Throw it up there and see where it would come down. Oh uh, right. yeah. The good old <laughs> days. You drink right out of the, right out of the factory sewer pipe. <laughs> Put air on your chest, boy. Oh, <laughs> There was actually where I grew up, and I told you about the place where I grew up, right, in the creek. There was a natural spring not too far, and you could go, and the water was just, like, so cold and so fresh, and it was it was drinkable, right? And and it was unpolluted, but if you ever do get exposed to, like, that level of water, it's pretty cool. But, you know, at the end yeah. of the day, the first two subjects we talked about, like, water and, look, whether you believe humans are contributing significantly to global warming, climate change, whatever, don't be an asshole, that's yeah, what it comes yeah. down to. Like, like, yeah. is it really going to kill you to take your McDonald's and put it in a trash can, or is it going to is it going to kill you to recycle something? Is it like is that really that? If if you're the kind of person that's like, that's too much to ask of me, right? You need to reinvestigate your investment right. in humanity, friend. <laughs> right? You do have a place on this planet, like we right. all are sharing it, right? In some capacity, and being a responsible human, you say it, you actually say it all the time: be a better human, right? Like, yep, yep, be a better human. Yeah, and I'm the I, kind I of guy that's my, huge. Yeah, and like I was talking to my wife earlier, and you know, my my kind of life strategy is is be better every minute, be better every hour, be better every day, be better every week, be better every year. Just be better. And what's interesting about that is if you screw up, right, and you're like, oh, my God, I'm having a really rough time, the being better yep. just decreases in time increment. Can I be yeah. better the next minute than I was this minute? If the answer is yes, then you can put together a streak, right? You get right. back on a horse, put together your streak. Is that two minutes? Hell yeah, that's five minutes. Oh my God, that's 60 minutes. You're in an hour. And I really wish more people had that kind of mindset because I, I do think regardless of what you believe as to whether humans and we'll be long gone before that's actually solved. Yeah. Right, and, and known. You should at least not be a jerk, you know? Now, But the noodle straws are too damn far. I can't do it. Can't do it. Noodle straws are too much. Not good. Guys, stop trying to make noodle straws. You can't make me have a noodle straw and then print me a 40,000 page long receipt. (laughs) 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 Yes. You can't do that, okay? Noodle straws. That's that's where we draw the line, Happa. Exactly. Noodle straws, damn it. Speaking of uh, Happa, drawing the line, it's. uh, Speaking of of noodles. (laughs) Sad day. Ocean Gate has suspended their operations. Oh, I know a big surprise for me. I was about to say I, it's not like I couldn't see that coming. Yeah, snuck up on you like a glacier, right? Like, but Ocean Gate, you know, two weeks or whatever it was after an implosion of a submersible, not going to call it a submarine. Um, yeah, well, it did you know, submerge, was, so I guess technically. <laughs> oh, it's it's submersible. <laughs> a lot of things are submersible. Yeah, yeah. you know what, what do they say? Every ship's a submarine if you try hard enough. <laughs> but, but after this, this this submersible imploded which is its own yep. fascinating you know thing um, accident yeah, aside yeah accident they've, they've decided that they're gonna spend operations I think that's probably for the best that's probably the right if I, I, I if think... I was hired as a consultant for that business I would say I think this is the right move guys right 
First of all, can, can we just uh, uh, recognize the fact that it was a, a huge tragedy, the, the fact that a bunch of innocents lost their lives due to, once again, we talked about before, the arrogance of a, of a, hubris. Of a, of a person. Yeah, hubris is a, Flat that's a hubris. word. Yep. Um, do, have you seen, I, and I should have pinged you with this before we did the podcast, but have you seen the interviews that people have done with James Cameron? Uh, I am, yeah. He... I saw a couple of those. I saw a couple of those during the while the all the events were going on. You know. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. He talks about specifically. He was saying that uh, there's materials that they utilized that I would never have used because of X, Y, and Z, and supposedly he had even told them, "This is why I wouldn't do this," and they were just like, "Yeah, cheaper, lighter." Oops. Better. Carbon fiber, you know, they use carbon fiber, right? And for people who don't know, carbon fiber is a weave of carbon. Um, it's a carbon fiber, right? So it's weaved carbon together, and you use an epoxy to harden it and create rigidity. And we used to use it when building race cars. Yep. And so with a race, I'm just going to go to the race car example for a second. When you build a race car, several things you're looking for. You want it to be lighter. And you want to be more rigid. Those thing, those two things in particular are in com combat with others, with each other all the time. Because you want to make it more rigid, add a support beam. Yep. That support beam, however, is heavy. Yeah. So it's a trade-off of weight versus rigidity. Right, so carbon right. fiber is like a big player in that field. The thing about carbon fiber is it, it doesn't wear like metal does. You think about metal, right, that dents and bends and stuff like that. Carbon fiber doesn't do that. It, it can be very rigid, but it can be very fragile. When it doesn't bend, it just turns into toothpicks. Yeah. And I was fascinated to, to learn, you know, that, that we were, the, the submersible was built with carbon, I think it was titanium uh, yep. frame. A mixture, a mixture of them, yeah. Yeah, and that that is uh, apparently, from just from what I've read, right, non-expert, what I've read sounds like that was the, the downfall. You know, you might get to 100 meters and metal might dent or creak yep. or leak a little bit or bend yep. or something. And you could be like, mm, I don't want to do that. Um, but then carbon fiber doesn't do that, right? There's just no warning. It yeah. just gives and it's gone. Well, um, and, and an implosion, just in, from a physics standpoint, is an incredibly interesting thing to me. And in what way? Just how it, how it happens or? Just the physics of an implosion. Mm. You know, so we can talk about that in a minute, right? Because I want to talk to you about the Navy hearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, but, but yeah, so like that, that materials, right? And, and you were saying titanium and, and. Well, there's a reason why militaries throughout the world and even civilians that build submarines focus on high tensile steel and titanium as the primary building blocks for their submersibles because it f does flex, it does give, but it won't fail um, yeah. catastrophically like that. Yeah. Um, and the problem with carbon fiber is, like you said, once it starts to flex, it may go back, but then you've lost that rigidity at that point, and it's not capable of maintaining stability. And that was one thing that kind of uh, blew me away when, when James Cameron was saying it, it passed that, – that submarine passed all of its testing. So it, it passed the initial dive, it passed the second dive, it passed the third dive, but by the third dive, you probably had stretch fractures and water starting to seep through, and you went on an actual dive, and it, was, it wasn't it was okay at that point, right? So yep. Yep. I, I, I just think it's... Um, but also, not, not to knock the uh, folks that went down in that sub, but... 
I'm sorry. There is a bit of culpability there to me. Like you, I, I, I don't know that I would have put my hands in my life in the hands of of any company diving that deep, right? I, like I would be. It would be very hard for me to make that whatever mental gymnastics I would need to go through. I'm claustrophobic yes. anyway, right? So I'm yeah. gonna. Fair, but there fair. was a moment. There was a moment that I that I read about or saw or something about that submersible, about how it was closed. Because yeah. if you remember, during the whole whatever four-day period, whatever it was, that we were all you know, kind of obsessively trying to figure out whether this thing was gone or not, um, the best-case scenario was that it imploded. Yep. Right? For, for the folks on the submarine, that was the best-case scenario. So yep. um, there was a period of time, though, where it was like, no, at the hour... Every hour we're hearing knocking, whatever else, and that kind of faded off, and we don't know what that was, and you know, all yeah. was unrelated. And then there was this whole thing I read about the submarine isn't buoyant enough to wasn't or the submersible was not buoyant enough to break the surface of the water. So it would have been one or two feet below the water. It was painted white. Um, white would be very hard. Probably one of the harder colors. You could have painted it like ocean blue, right. and that would have been harder. But white's pretty hard because the top of the ocean is white very often. Yeah, yeah. You know, from yeah. glare or weight, whatever. So like, yeah, that. But there was something I found super fascinating when I learned about that, which was it was closed from the outside, and yep. you couldn't open it. And I gotta yep. be honest, man. If I'm on some boat and I'm like, I paid all this money, I'm gonna get in the submersible and I'm gonna go see the Titanic. I'm super excited. And you're like, yeah, let's close it. And someone starts yep. from the outside. I'm going to be like, hey, wait a yep. minute. Where's the handle? There ain't one. Yeah. Uh, don't need my need money out. back. Yep, I need I, out. I don't need my money back, but y'all don't want to be in here with me. <laughs> right? This is going to go badly for us. So there were just, I think there were a lot of warning signs. I think there's, you know, it's interesting. It was a tragedy. I think you did a, a good job starting off there. The internet did not treat it like a tragedy. Um, I'm so, a little ashamed. A little ashamed of the internet. Not going to lie. Well, I hate to a say disappointed. it, people are garbage. I mean, in, in that respect, the garbage right? you said like, garbage. Uh, Did you say just, garbage? <laughs> just pure garbage. Okay. <laughs> it's. I don't understand. Going back to what you're saying, how it needed to be secured from the outside. Why, at any point, any vehicle exploration vehicle would be secured in that? Would you know that? You know that's why the Apollo capsule was completely reengineered, right? Tell me. The Apollo one, Apollo one, they did an oxygen, pure oxygen test. The Apollo one capsules, the Apollo capsules were sealed from outside. There was no means for them internally to extricate the vehicle if there was an emergency, because they said, well, they would never need to do that in space. You know, they, there's no need for it, so they didn't do it. There was a spark in the cabin and as graphic graphic as it sounds the entire crew was incinerated because the the pure oxygen environment plus fire is well horrible there was yeah, nothing they could do it's 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 not ideal no and yeah. and the fire inside was so intense it warped the capsule so they couldn't even get the door open when they tried mm. to get it open mm. um and that that prompted an, an entire reengineering of the apollo capsule so that it could be if in a case of emergency, they could get out from inside. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, four astronauts lost their lives because of that. But it's like, you know, if you're the one being, let's just say from a purely professional standpoint, you're the one being sealed in. You don't at one point have anything in your brain that says, hey, man, like, I need a way out. Like, you know, I, I, you know, I, uh, I know a lot of engineers, Hapa, like a lot, a lot of engineers. And... To be an engineer means something. 
You know, you, you, don't, uh, you don't just get the title of engineer. Right. Like, you, you go through a lot of learning, obviously, a lot of testing. And the majority of that testing and learning is around what people who have come before you have learned that right. they would like to pass on to you. Right? That's how we build taller buildings and longer bridges and all these sure, things that we sure. do. And so ignoring that, to me, is just folly. Yeah. You know, saying, I am so much smarter than everyone who ever came before me that I'm not oh. even going to do this set of things, right? You're talking about the Apollo. Like, the Apollo situation is a great example, right? Some engineer somewhere, very smart at engineering, very not smart in maybe some other ways, Yeah. thought... Well, they're not going to need to do that in space. Well, this thing isn't only going to be in space. Yes. Right? Like, your best chance to save them is sitting in the ocean when after they land, right? And if they, if, if, <laughs> if X, Y, and Z, right? Like, right. there's things that could go on. And so the only way that we as a, as a species learn is through discovery. And generally, discovery oh. can be messy. And so someone who, who absolutely flew in the face of that, like this guy, this, this, this you know, Ocean Gate guy, like there's videos of him talking about, you know, oh, I, I don't, I don't need to follow safety precautions, oh right, and stuff like that. I'm just like, I, I really hate that the tragedy happened. However, you know, the headline is Ocean Gate suspends their operations. Like I said, I think that's the best move. There were probably what a I good read idea. was there were ten submersibles in the world at the time capable of reaching, you know, the spot that they were going to, and of the ten, the Ocean Gate one was the only one not certified. Yep. And, and it, it, to me, is like... Uh, the, the statement's purely about, I don't need to follow safety, whatever. I mean, if rules are... A lot of people don't realize if you haven't worked in a government realm, safety guidelines and things like that are typically in place due to prior <laughs> incidents where people lost their lives. Like, they're not just somebody that said, we should probably do this just because it sounds good. Like, that's not how the government works. Like, nope. if, if you think that's how it works, I'm sorry. I got, a, you know, a couple bridges that I can sell you real yep. cheap. Yep. But Are you, know, you saying it, that OSHA it, doesn't just make up handrails they for a reason? Yeah. Like, you know, they don't have some guy sitting in a closet with a chalkboard writing ideas for <laughs> what rules, could go right? Like, what could possibly <laughs> go wrong? Exactly. And how can I ruin everyone's fun? <laughs> By saying stairs, I must have handrails, oh, right? Like, like <laughs> I'm the fun ruiner. Like, no, someone fell off the stairs. I, I think really upsets me is the fact that I don't I don't remember how many people passed away there. Was it, like it was, ten people it was, or something? No, no, no. It was like six people total. That to yeah, me including is including the owner. Insanely tragic that yep. that that happened. I mean, a, a dad and his son, yep. you know, and yep. uh, but there is a bit of. Um, well, like we talked about hubris that occurred there that I, I think th their responsibility should be put on that, that uh, owner, unfortunately. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I think, I think 100%. You know, it's, it's, I was watching a documentary, and I forget which flight it was. There was a flight that disappeared over the ocean and, you know, been never found, right? And it was one of a few flights that have never been found. And, and really, the entire documentary about, is about the pilot being involved. That's really what you're trying to solve. Like, who is at fault yeah, yeah. for the whatever? And when you're talking about some tragedy like that, people are naturally going to say, who yeah. caused that issue? Yeah, immediately. And sometimes yeah. That, right, and, and sometimes it's hard to solve. Like, in the case of this flight, they're like, oh, was it the air traffic controller? Was it the software in the airplane? Was it the pilots? We, they, people are trying to figure it out. But in the case right. of this submersible, it was a guy. Yeah. It was a guy. 
right? And, and he yeah. did the thing, and he did the thing. He knew he did the thing. He put people's lives at risk for money. He knew he was doing it. Um, whether his psyche would let him acknowledge that he was actually putting oh, people man. at risk or not, that's really not relevant, right? He actually did it, and he actually was yeah. told, and, and yeah. all those things are true. So, yeah, it, it is unfortunate. It's super unfortunate, especially for, you know, the, the people who, um, getting back to the implosion, right? What I was reading is is they they would not have had time to even process what was happening. There nope. was no pain. Um, so, again, it was like the ideal situation. If you're in that, it's much better than sitting at the bottom of the ocean for four days or running out of air, as an example, yep. right? Which yeah, was for sure. One of the other options. Um, for those folks, right, they're, as a way to go out, right, that's that's not that bad, right? That's, nope. As, as a way to go out, that's not that bad. But the people you left behind, right? That is that is infinite that's levels of suffering, suffering for those. For right, sure. That's the suffering that's just like, yeah. we'll never end. They'll never have closure. They'll never have, you know, whatever. It's going to be forever. What if I had done this? What if I had done that? What if something was different? What if I had right. said something different? What if I had whatever? Because that's the way it works. Whenever we lose someone, in, I've lost people in tragic circumstances, yeah. right? And I, yeah. I know personally that's what happens. What if I had done this? What, what could I have done different? How could I have avoided the tragedy? Because it was so unexpected, right? It wasn't the natural course of events. Right. And so I definitely think that the, the owner of that company and the company at large, right? If you're, if you're someone who worked at that company for two weeks kept trying to sell trips to the Titanic, I think someone should look at that. Oh. And two weeks later, you're still saying, hey. Let's do this. Yeah, I want to do this. Like, okay, guys. Like someone needs to show no? up and be, be an adult in the room and be yes. like, look, look. This is over. Right? I don't I I can't believe I'm having to tell you it's over. Yep. But it's over, right? Oh my gosh. But yeah, they didn't shut to, down operations till a couple days ago. To think that that even needs to have to be a, a a conversation like to me is pretty incredible too. I mean, it's you're you're not wrong. It's like in, implosions on on vessels going under the water is yeah, not so like let's in talk movies about that. where yeah. where you see like bolts popping off and creaking and <laughs> So right. the creaking, first of all, creaking and, and popping and crackling sounds are normal on submarines when they go underwater because yep. the, the sub literally bends. shrinks, right? Yeah. My dad always used to talk about they would run uh, your dad from a the side to the starboard. He was, yeah, on, on, on big boomers, the nuke subs, okay. uh, nuclear missile subs. Um, they would run a rope from one side to the other, and they'd literally attach it, and it'd be taut when they were on the surface and then they would dive and as they dove the line would slowly mm. dip because the 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 sub, subs are engineered and built to compress like sure. they become more structurally sound as they compress obviously there is a maximum point but you know and they would shrink or they would do stuff like they'd put um items into torpedo tubes and then when they were at depth they would equalize the pressure from outside the sub to in the tube and then they take that right. out and it'd be you know like a full-size pint cup styrofoam cup would be the size of like a barbie doll cup you know like it'd be itty bitty because it got crushed down so much but the implosion it you're you're 100 correct like they literally could have been mid conversation about what yeah. they were going to look at first and then just that's it and they're just yeah. gone. And, and apparently yep. during the implosion, the inside of the submarine reached roughly the temperature of the sun or a little bit hotter. Yep. Um, you know, and, and to put it in perspective for anyone who's just kind of listening and doesn't know a lot about this, the submarines you're talking about, like the, the big nuclear submarines that the United States Navy would use, say Ohio class, let's say. Yeah. Those subs are rated at like 3,000 feet. Yep. Maximum. Right? Now, absolutely, can they go deeper? Will they under duress? Yes. 
right? And yeah, yeah. but the engineer said, you know what? We're absolutely really good with three thousand feet or thirty five hundred. Right? Yeah, yeah. We're really good around there. Could you hit five or six thousand? Probably. You might even get sure. further. This submarine was going for thirteen thousand. That is significant pressure. Yeah, yeah. That you're, you're talking about getting down to. So yeah, it, it's you know when you talk about the submarines compressing, it reminds me of the SR seventy ones, you know, because they would leak fuel on the ground. Uh, the Blackbird airplanes. I don't know if yeah, you remember, yeah. If you're familiar yep. with that, they were made to fly at such a height and such a speed that yep. the metal actually would expand. And in fact, yep. what they had to do was made it. The, there were gaps in the metal. When it was on the ground, it leaked fuel, and that was a huge like like a sift. It would just be gushing fuel yeah, just out of down. the aircraft. Yeah. So engineers, uh, when given <laughs> when given the opportunity to do cool stuff, they come up with some amazing, elegant cool solutions like a shrinking submarine that the road yeah. you know like gets slack yeah. in it and they, that is really freaking cool so i guess just to put a bow on it don't ignore that right oh. Do, it, it's worth it's it's worth paying attention to um be safe out there and if somebody tries to put you in a situation and you're like this ain't it you know and you get that feeling feel free to follow it do you think so let Let's let's shelf that. Let's say uh, SpaceX opens okay. commercial flights to space. Okay. Okay. Is is there going to be a, a seven in nope. space? No. Nope. No. Not so much. There's not. There's not. I. You know. It, it's funny. Um, I think thirty years ago, I gave you a very different answer than that. You know, I was I was going to be a pilot. Okay. Um, I was I was the kid who went to space camp multiple times, right? I was I was obsessed. Oh, I didn't know all this. Okay. Yeah, I was obsessed with that. You know, appointment with the Air, uh, Air Force, all, uh, all this stuff. Was obsessed with all this stuff. Um, but now, right, looking at where I am now, I have kids, and there are risks that I'm willing to take, and there are risks that I'm not willing to take. Um, would it be a thrill? Yes. If I were to go up in, let's say, a rocket, right? Great example, I think. Hey, sure. you can go visit the, the, the International Space Station for a week. Um, that sounds really cool and really attractive. But if the chance of failure is, you know, 3% or more, which is car wrecks or whatever it is. Right, yeah. I'm probably not okay with it. You know, and that, that's, I, I think that's a, I don't, I don't want to call it a sign of, of maturity, but it's, it's, I have things I want to be here for. No, that's. That's a perfect answer. There's the, there, I, I totally respect that. I, I'm the same way. I, I, there's too much for me to do and live for here. I can yep. see that. I'm good. I'm fine. Yeah. You know. And the space station is cool. If you ever watch it, go yeah, 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 yeah. It is cool. Like yeah. I would love to be like, ah, you know, that, that <laughs> seems like really cool. <laughs> Wave it back. Nobody <laughs> can see me. Whatever. Yeah. But they could see. Have you ever watched it go across the sky? Oh yeah. Yeah, you oh, see yeah. the ISS go across, and, like, it'd be cool to look up. Look, oh, daddy's up there. But then also... I think you... the idea of... It's the same idea with the sub. If I need to get out, you're not get. You're dead. You're, you're not getting out. Yeah, you're not getting There's out. There's no escaping anything. Like, and that's, to me, is, like, I'll leave that for those explorers that have... Far more chuspa than than, <laughs> <laughs> than I ever. Yeah. Sorry if I said you know, that wrong for you know the what's funny, Yiddish folks. But. Uh, what's, what's funny, though, if you think about it, let's talk about the Apollo 5. Yeah. We're going to the moon, right? We've decided to go to the moon. 
you know, going to the moon wasn't really that big a deal. Getting back from the moon was a huge deal. Yes. And so, like, that is what, that's why the Apollo uh, 5 was so special, right? Russians were putting basically <laughs> intercontinental ballistic missiles and putting humans on the top and being like, it's a space. Good luck! You are gone. And Maybe a few of those back. had catastrophic <laughs> results. <laughs> right, because they're not, that's not the thing. But that was right. what NASA did and what was one of the huge ordeals about, like, building, you know, that, the whole, that whole program was we're going to bring them back. And so everything had to be rethought yeah. from the ground up because you got to come back. That's actually where all the risk occurs. You know, when, in, when you're coming back, when like, space, I can probably get you out there. Yep. And we can't you get keep, you out there. Right, if <laughs> you just want to keep going towards the sun? We can like, do it. We can do it. Yeah. You want to come yeah. back home? It's kind of a I'll be honest. Yeah, that's, that's kind of a maybe. <laughs> now, I, I will be honest. I'm not a bit, you know, I'm not a huge Elon Musk fan in, in his current iteration. Um, I don't sure. think he's reached his, he hasn't reached his final form, but in his, his current iteration, he's, uh, he's, he's pretty trolly. You know, I think he's gotten bored with Earth. He believes he lives in a simulation and he's won. Um, I, he, I he, believe he's going to Mars, man. I think he's going to be. I hope do he it. does, man. He thinks we're all NPCs. <laughs> so, like, but I will say, having said all that, SpaceX is doing some really good stuff. Like they're really, Look. really good at what they do, landing the rockets. Yeah. Like they, yep. it is really cool. And if you had asked me 20 years ago about privatizing the the space industry, I would have been like, I don't, I don't think there's people out there that can do it. And so there are, right? And they're doing it. And I, I think that's really cool. And I do think we'll see commercial space travel in our lifetimes. I, I think he. Like like we said, all things put aside for him specifically, like um, what he's done, the team that he's gotten together. I mean, just the idea of having a reusable rocket that le- takes off and lands, like, and it lands autonomously, right? Like it doesn't need to be steered; it does it on its own and corrects itself and dis- yeah. and and disposes of itself if there is actually an issue, <laughs> like. Yep. That, to me, is pretty amazing. And the fact that the engineers, I mean, the amount of money that is thrown, he's thrown and has been thrown at that company, I mean, it's, I, I don't know, man. I, I think he, he'll go. I think it'll go to Mars eventually. Oh, I think sure. it'll go. I think it'll go. I'm not, I, you know, I'm not joking. When I, he believe, I, I truly believe he believes we live in a simulation. Yeah. And why yeah. wouldn't he? Sure. Right, given his his level of, of, of quote, we'll call it quote, but personal achievement, right? And, sure, and sure. I'm not going to take too much credit away from him, but I'm also going to give credit to those around him, right? There's been an awful, no one gets that level of success without some people around them making sure they get that that level of success. Oh, totally, yeah. So, so like, I don't, you know, he can't take all credit for anything, but he has won the game, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, richest single human being on earth, does whatever he wants to do, goes where he wants to go, Buy social media platforms, rocket companies. You know, Tesla made the battery tech open, right? That yeah. other people could use it. Now we have all these electric cars and battery chargers and all these things. Like it's, you know, the wake of someone with that much, that many, that much resources. The wake they leave in the water is big. Totally. Good totally. impact. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. It's one of the things I think that really hurt this. I don't. I shouldn't say it hurt this country, but I think it hurt humanity. Uh, realistically, was us essentially sacking NASA altogether, dude? Like, okay, another another is... another podcast. And one day, I'd like to talk. Maybe we, oh, yeah. we should do. 
Ooh, we should do once moments in history. We that, could, I'm down. We want to vibe. Like we should, we should make a list of like moments in history we want to we want to talk about. We're gonna have to do a jingle though. We have to have a jingle for it. Moments in history. <laughs> like, yeah, we should. <laughs> yeah, with we like a shooting that. star. No, that's already oh. there. Yeah, I, I, I can make it. I'll make us a jingle. <laughs> um, let's go, man. Let's do this. Yeah, that, but na- like the NASA, the moments of NASA, right? And that was yeah. uh, primarily back in the Obama administration, right? And there was, it was a defund moment where Obama made, and you said, we're going to change the funding of NASA. And, and it was not within Obama's presidential powers to do so. Yeah. Um, and as a result, there's an awful lot of rocket scientists who were like, mm, okay. So now India's got a space program, right? Because they're willing to spend yep. the money. China's got a much better space program because they were willing to spend the money, you literally lost the brain capital of rocket scientists, right? And that was yep. something we had spent, you know, World War II, we actually let Nazis come over and be rocket scientists for us. Like Literally. We were, literally. <laughs> you, you go to Huntsville, Alabama, right? I've been yep. a yep. million yep. times, right? You go and you see the Von Braun Center, right? Well, Von Braun, you know what he was building? It's buzz bombs. That's what he was doing. Yep. And America was like, hey, that's pretty cool. <laughs> we can do that. Something that. Come build us something, right? So, um, you know, it, it was a, a long arc of Americans spending a lot of energy in that space. And I, I will I will just say this kind of openly. What I loved about NASA and what I still love about NASA is they're developing technology for the purposes of exploration. And yep. most of the technology that people develop these days at that level is for the destruction of civilization in some yes. form, you know, fashion. Like, how do I blow something up better? Um, and NASA's like, no, how do I just explore? And I, I really think we missed the ball quite a bit when we yep. defunded in some ways NASA um, and put them on a path to having to figure out how to go to Mars with, you know, $4.95 and a ham sandwich without mustard. No mustard? No mustard. Yeah, they didn't get the mustard. I'm not, in the budget. I, I can't do that. I'll bring the packets with me. If you're going to have a ham sandwich. You got to have mustard, man. You got to. Dijon or yellow mustard guy? Uh, Depends on the sandwich, my, man. Depends. I, I'm a big mustard fan. I love mustard on just about everything. Really? Like, from hot dogs to potato salads to burger, like I'm, I'm all about the You're mustard, mustard guy, spicy or whatever. I don't even care, man. I'm all about it. Did not know that. Yeah. Yep. So uh, next subject, right? Something we want to talk about. Something you and I. Have I'm been, excited. Uh, I, you know, I am too. I, and this is something that um, we make a point on the podcast not to talk specifically about gaming too much because we do a lot of that, right? We make content yeah. around yeah. gaming, and and it's actually how you and I met the first time. And but we are gamers. Right, we are we are lifelong gamers, and one of the things we get super excited about is when we find a new game that we think is interesting or cool, um, but especially if we find one that's fun, right? You find a lot of video games that are interesting, sure. You find some that are cool, yeah. You find some that look great, sure. But a game should be fun, and there was a game that you and I um, kind of came across recently, and I think a lot of, we're, we're not alone, but no. the game is called uh, Battlebit Remastered. And for anyone who has, has not seen this game, it is, it's a first-person shooter. But the game is focused around gameplay mechanics and smoothness of game, gameplay mechanics. It looks not like Roblox would look. So if you don't yep. know Roblox, these are, these are Lego character-looking uh, characters. The buildings are very pixelated. It's very low polygon count from a game standpoint. And as a result, the game runs brilliantly. You know, it's, it's smooth. We started noticing all these things. Well, Hapa, you found a video talking about yep. the success of this game. Run us through that video uh, so we can talk through the, kind of what this game has actually done. It's pretty impressive. So so firstly, Battlebit isn't like EA, an EA 
uh, produced game or or any of those big game publishers. It's literally three devs, three guys have developing been developing this game. I believe for last two years, last three years. I might be off in the time frame. Apologies if I am, but uh, it went live and launched on Steam a week ago. And within that week, they've sold um, almost thirty million dollars worth of the game. The game is <laughs> at, fifteen bucks. At fifteen bucks, yeah, fifteen bucks. Um, and Steam takes what is it a twenty twenty percent cut? I think is what. I think or it's thirty percent. Is it thirty percent? I can never remember. Yeah, it, it's a lot. Um, it's a lot. Yeah. But still, for a three man dev dev team, you've got a functional first person shooter. That I to me I say I say it's Minecraft level graphics. It's a little okay, better yeah, that's, than that's Minecraft fair. to be clear. That's, that's, that's um, fair. Yeah, but essentially, the graphics of Minecraft a little bit higher fidelity than that. But the mechanics are spot on. The shooting mechanics. There's no lag. There's no stuttering. I mean, the hit reg to me. I don't know. I think you you've played more than me, but I haven't noticed any issues with hit reg. Pings don't seem to be a problem. You're doing 127 versus 127 if you want on a, which on a is, map, which is it's pure chaos. Like that's the 254 people, guys. Let's let's. That's nuts. Just pure. You can, and you're talking you, with tanks and helicopters and four wheelers and rockets and sniper fire and, and machine gun fire. People and, hanging off of ropes under the oh helicopters. Oh Yeah. We, last night we were playing and this helicopter kept orbiting in a circle with dudes hanging from a rope from the, the bottom of it like a pendulum just smacking them up against buildings as he flew around. I mean, I mean it. it's legitimately... The way that I put it... We talked about this the other night. The way I see it, um, companies that produce like Battlefield and Call of Duty are... They bank on the fidelity of the graphics so yep. much that the game mechanics fall apart. Yep. And the game mechanics are so bad, but people love the cinematics and the beautiful graphics so much, they figure it evens out. Um, yeah. 20, Battlefield 2042 is a perfect example of, to me, an epic failure on EA's part because they had a, a huge franchise that had the ability to be amazing and they just ruined it because they tried to focus too much on that and you have when you, you and still today this game is over i mean B battlefield is a couple years old now um still still has stuttering still has hit mm. hit issues still has you know all kinds of issues in latency lag and everything and if you can give me a shooter that has battlefield-esque feel but is right spot on with all that you're gonna blow away the competition and i'm sorry i i mean i've only been playing for two days i'm like yep i i throw out all the rest of the shooters that i have and i'm good like yeah i i you know the the video and i guess maybe we could put a link in the description on youtube but mm -hmm. the video is um really interesting because it talks to the developers and there there's interviews with these developers and one of the things they're talking about is how much they listened to customer feedback through testing is so there were these closed testing yeah it was these closed testing and apparently they start off with like a they start off with a concept and the concept was yep. very much arma right it was sim level concept and they got to a point and they showed it to some people and people were like look the it's graphics the graphics are 
not matching up to what you're trying to do gameplay wise and so yeah. one of the developers i think it was like the lead developer said you know it was a hard decision to make he didn't like making it but he went yep. back and was like you know it does need to be an arcade game right and and yep. they went back and kind of readdressed it and so there were these moments in this history of this game where their primary focus was to listen to people who were trying to play the game yep and adjust their behaviors and be like okay well i'm, I'm hearing you how do we get where we want to go based on your feedback and, and you know pay service to your feedback um and I, I think that there's, I mean, there, there's a lot to be said for a game company who listens to the player base in such a way that the players feel heard. You know, and it, it's important, like, if you write, if you create software, sometimes you, you hear what the users say and you do react yeah. to it, but they don't yeah. feel that you did. And so it's important not just that you react, but they feel that you react. And so it led to a game that honestly is, a, is just addictive. Like, we can sit with some friends, and we did last night, yep. and just play. For like yep. two to three hours, and we laughed the entire time. Yeah, and I mean, I went like four and eleven the last match we played. I mean, I was, <laughs> I was horror bad, right? I was like, every time I would spawn, I got shot. Right? I was like, ting ting ting. I was like, oh my god, are you kidding me with this? But I had a blast, yeah. you know. And and that is a good. First of all, good, good looking out, right? To the guys yeah. at Battlebit, right? Like, good for you. Well done. Way to listen to your people way to to be true to yourself be true to your community and deliver something that people actually want to play and then honestly deliver it for 15 bucks 15 bucks dude 15 bucks 14.99 on steam come on you can't go wrong and there's going to be people i think maybe maybe i'm way off when i talk about how the graphics shouldn't be the primary sell like cuz cuz for me i used to be a huge battlefield advocate like i was there was no other shooter but battlefield battlefield i didn't know 2, that battlefield 3 i battlefield was my life like i love battlefield 3 battlefield 4 bad company all of them and then they had battlefield 5 that came out battlefield 1 that came out battlefield 1 was world war one which uh anybody that knows history world war one didn't exactly have the most exciting weaponry or yes. uh fighting ever yeah <laughs> yeah there's a lot of but, of of different types of warfare then right but they they made a game that was very amazing and fun and attractive in that aspect, um, and it was okay. But it was getting a little bit on the side of uh, I call it the Call of Duty crowd mm -hmm. a little bit more. Like it was more mm -hmm. Call of Duty esque. Um, well, that light is way too bright. Sorry about that. Um, and then the new one came out, Battlefield twenty forty two, and Battlefield twenty forty two to me they were trying to take call of duty and take battlefield and make a have them make a baby and this is where we are and it's it just wasn't it isn't fun like it used to be like i'm like the moments we had the other day where there was literally a helicopter flying right near the ground with people hanging off the rockets flying everywhere buildings coming down i mean that's battlefield to me like that's a battlefield experience like you have no mm. idea what you're doing or like earlier in the night you and i were on top of a building and we're looking around all of a sudden the building just collapsed out from underneath us yeah like that, yeah. <laughs> that's a legit battlefield thing and to be able to do that and still have mechanics where if I aim properly and I pull the trigger and that thing gets hit, I mean, that alone is a home run for me. And so, yeah, to the battle, battle bit devs home run. Good job. Like, yeah, I, yeah. Good job. I'll be playing that for a while. I, my hope though, is that they don't get bought out by, <laughs> 
you know, Infinity if, Ward if, or whoever. If they right? do, like, let's so let's 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 silver lining that out. Let's <laughs> Infinity Ward specifically. So let's say right. they, they get bought out, right? Let's say EA comes along and is like, you guys are geniuses. I hope that they're I hope that they are savvy enough that when they have their exit, which is what you call getting bought out, right? right. They made a thing, we're gonna get $125 million for it, divided among the three of us. If they want, I, I hope they're smart enough not to take the five-year deal with whatever company bought them out. I hope they are smart enough to say, no, 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 no. I might want to go build something else, and now I have the money to do it the way I want to do it, and I would love to see what they have the ability to come up with. That would I, I can see that. The only problem is anytime you bring money in from a publisher like that, they're going to say, well, we're going to own the right oh certainly no i'm talking about they take that they sell the game they go independent i there was this uh there's a music venue here in birmingham or it used to be a music venue here in birmingham called bottle tree right and bottle tree was was in my opinion one of the best ever there's a couple of really great venues here um and they're developmental venues right because we don't we're not a the population wise we don't support local bands at the level like sure. maybe you know some other places do so but Bottle Tree was, if I could play anywhere, it was Bottle Tree. I loved playing Bottle Tree. And the reason was backstage at Bottle Tree was, was three Airstream trailers and an AstroTurf common area. That was the green room. <laughs> That's, That's where great. you hung out as the band. And the guy that owned the venue, I talked to him, and I was like, well, what is, you know, what is the story here? This guy has been touring in bands internationally for however long. And he was like, look, I toured the world. And I came back, and I wanted to make a music venue that was the best of what I had seen. And right. so he had built this place. He had no money building mm. this place. Well, over a period of time, he got some money, right? The, the venue did well. He booked better than anybody has ever booked in this town. He ended up having a little bit of money. He built a venue that he wanted to build. And so he actually went and was like, all right, now I'm going to build the next venue um, it's a place called Saturn. I'd love to take you there for a show one night. But yeah. Saturn is is take that original concept of Bottle Tree that he had to hodgepodge together and turn it into I can get what I want. And nice. that is a world-class venue. So what I'm, I, I, that is my reference point for saying if these guys sell their property, like sure. Battle Bit, they sell it to whoever, I hope they go make another game. Just the, the three of them, same thing. right? Go make Just another game except we're not eating ramen. Right, we don't have to eat ramen this time. <laughs> I want to see, because I would love to see, what they did here, I, I hope that, I, I mean, I'm a software guy. You know this, right? I, I yeah, hope. Yeah. I hope that they appreciate how special what they did really is. You made a fun video game. Do you know how hard that is now? I think it would be impossible for you not to know if you've sold as many copies. And I haven't heard, I haven't seen any negativity around this game. Mm. That's actually not a good nowhere. Point. That's a good point. I've seen no toxicity. So to me, it's very difficult for me to see you not recognize that you've produced a high quality product. Like that to me is uh, there's no way that you couldn't know that. You know, I I suppose for me the thing that I would have to say is going back to the the old line I used to say is work hard, stay humble. And hopefully you stay humble, and you remember where a lot of that feedback yep right here it's right there yeah. <laughs> what that because one of the things that i love in that dev call where he talks about a lot of the initial feedback for changes of the game they took from discord their discord community literally oh yeah yeah right that, how cool is that that's the world we live in now they're just like come on a discord 
yeah, we listened to you guys on Discord and we did a thing. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sorry, there are certain indie publishers out there that say they take feedback and they do surveys and all this other crap and then they go a complete polar opposite direction of the feedback. Like, it's, it look, it's really like you easy. said, the community sees that. They, and the community feels it. It, it is really yeah. easy. Um, it's really easy for software engineers to. Okay, here's here's something I would when I was consult I, I was doing consulting right and I did it for quite a while. And when you come into a place, what I can tell you is, let's say you started working somewhere. Let's say you started working for I don't know, pick a company. Let's say Mercedes Benz. Okay, you get hired. You go out to Stuttgart and you're going to work for Mercedes Benz. You're going to walk in on day one, and you're going to think the way you think yeah. about Mercedes and about how the company works. You're going to think the way you think. There comes a time. Usually, it's between six and nine months where you think like. Mercedes things, right? So there is a period of time where you're objective, right? And you lose that because now you're an employee. And the right. real weird and interesting thing is, employees of a company can never be customers of a company, right? That doesn't mean they can't go use the product or whatever else, but they are not a user. They are right. not a customer, right? And right. so many companies, especially engineers, tend to think, "Oh, I can put myself in, in the, the the player's shoes. I can put myself right. in the user's shoes." You can't. Like, it is right. psychologically impossible for you to do that. Why? Because you work at the company. You yeah. you know things or have seen things or have viewpoints that a player is not going to have. And so it becomes kind of paramount if you sure. want to be successful to actually find a way to listen to your community, take their feedback, make them feel like they were valued, make them feel like their feedback was appreciated, and then let them see their feedback have a place in the game. Oh, man. And... I think any game, if that were to happen on a big publisher level, I mean. Oh, my God. Dude. You know, I'll talk about a game that we don't play and that we've never played together. But a couple of the people in chat, I absolutely have played this with them, is EVE Online. So there was a time in EVE Online, way early days, where everything revolved around player feedback. Why? Because EVE Online was actually a social experiment where they created a space sandbox. And they're like, what are you you guys going to do with it? Right? And and so it because it was like a part of their DNA to be like we have to listen to people. We don't know what yep. we're gonna do with this thing. Yep, that changed. Right, that changed at some point. They decided no, we want to monetize differently. We want to do something. And you, it's always money. And it, I'm not gonna say money is evil because it's not. But you have to balance. It's a driving money and force. Art. Yeah, and, yeah. And you, without the money, you can't make the games. But you need to balance the money and the art. Right, you got to figure that out. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And Eve turned into a, in my opinion, you know, I was playing it and it turned into a monetization money grab. And so what players were saying really wasn't how they were moving anymore. Um, and I, I will be honest, you know, like many gaming communities, a lot of that's because the players were being jerks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? right, right. Right. Some subset of the players have gotten so toxic that it was almost impossible to weed through the toxicity and get to the good feedback. Um, so I definitely understand that, that happens. But there, it really is a great story where you've got BattleBit out there who said, you know, our entire development path was it was three of us. And we built a thing we thought was pretty cool, and we showed it to some people, and they said it's almost pretty cool. And we said, okay, well, let's change it. And so we did that again, and they said it's almost pretty cool. right? Yeah. And, and I think there's a, a quote in there. He says, if I was going to give someone advice about building multiplayer games, I would say don't. Yep. Yep. Just don't. And I'm not going to lie, don't. Build a single well, he, he said he said He said first-person shooter specifically. First person shooters, he said, if you're gonna if you're gonna make a game, uh, the first person shooter is the last 
category <laughs> of game that you should probably do it because he he specifically called out the fact that it is the most uh, stressful, tiring, annoying, frustrating <laughs> thing that you could possibly do. Um, and 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 he said it with a bit of chagrin, right? Because he was here he is with the product. In my opinion, sure. all that work's sure. paid off, you know, yeah. but, I, but yeah. I bet that, I bet there's some guys at EA, right. Um, wearing oh, Armani man. suits. I um, promise some, some guys over at Activision, right. Who were just like, they did what again? What can yeah. we learn from that? <laughs> you know, and uh, you know what I'll tell you is really interesting. I haven't seen a single microtransaction. Nope. Nope. Everything in the game can be got by playing the game. Now it can be grinding. Right, it yep. can be great. And look, everybody shoots me once and I die, and I shoot people fifteen times and they don't. Right, so like, there's there's some strong stuff in this game that you want to play and get to. <laughs> but you can you have to could, get there. You if I could there. spend twenty five bucks and get it, I damn well would. Right, like <laughs> I would spend the twenty five bucks, <laughs> but I can't. Right, I would take that shortcut. Uh, I have, right. you know, I don't have a lot of time, so I would take that shortcut. But there's got to be some guys in the gaming industry that are like, who are these guys again? Where'd they come from? What, it's kind of like Stardew Valley when Concerned Eight launched. I'm Stardew telling Valley. you. You know, like, yep. who are these people? So indie games, um, you and I have talked about this before, but I believe video games are, are to me, one of the highest art forms. For sure. Um, you look at movies, right? You look at music. You look at these things. They're art. And then you look at video games, and they are the mixture of art and interactivity, and that is really freaking cool. And 20 years from now, I think we'll start realizing that these indie games to a great extent is what was pushing the pushing the ball forward. I well, I think um, since the beginning of gaming time, indie games have been the driving force for all of it. Just you remember when EA gives was them credit. You remember when EA was yeah. indie? Oh yeah. EA Sports. It's in exactly. the game. You remember that? Exactly. I remember exactly. that. Exactly. But but that's what I mean. It's like I don't think anybody's going to give any credit to that because everything was pioneered i think i think every major change that has happened in the gaming industry over the years has come from an indie startup somewhere mm. it was an idea mm. or a mechanic in a yeah. game that somebody bought yeah, or whatever because a lot of the bigger game publishers they have a vision i want this to happen make it happen and the, and they just make it happen they don't think of the ingenuity a lot of the ways that they could do it that are yep. special, right? So, and I mean, Eve's a, like you said, Eve's a great example of that. Like, if you wanted to go be a pirate in that game and, and go <laughs> jump people, you could do it. If you wanted to run the stock market purely, you could. If you wanted to go mine an asteroid for 12 hours straight, you could. Like, you <laughs> yeah, know, you like, you crazy, that was a great you thing. Could. <laughs> yeah, you're 100% crazy. But, but I mean, that, that, that's the thing that's like, I wish there was more games like that where here is the framework, make of it mm -hmm. what you will kind of thing. And I mean, that would be amazing if you could do that again, which supposedly you've got a couple of games coming out soon that are supposed to, I shouldn't say supposed to, the developers say will be that way, which I think Star Wars, um, what's the new Star Wars uh, one coming out? It's uh, Reb not Rebels. Okay, Outlaws, Star Wars Outlaws. I think it's coming. It's supposed to be a legitimate 
open world Star Wars. You don't have to be a Jedi. It's one of those things, if you're on a planet, you see that moon over there, I can hop in my ship and fly and go to that moon and go do whatever, or you can just do whatever, allegedly. Who knows? Well, I, might be, I might be interested in that. Um, that one is supposed to be coming out, and then what's the other one that's, that's coming out soon? I can't think of the name of it either, but there's another open world space one that's... I think their goals are a bit loftier than than they believe mm. even um but uh i i i don't know i just think there's there's a i wish game devs would focus a little bit more on functionality and not so much on the graphics because they're i mean unreal engine 5 is out there there's there's engines out there that produce a lot of this graphical fidelity you don't need to focus so much on this anymore you know, yeah. so yeah. hopefully mechanics will will get better with games because there's a lot of games over the last, you know, we were talking about Diablo four the other day. Uh, Diablo four to me is the first AAA title that's released in like a decade that has been the smoothest, best launch of yeah. a AAA game in like a decade. You know, and yeah. that to me yeah. Blizzard, is really sad. Blizzard's pretty good. At, Blizzard's pretty good at making games. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, you know, it's and funny. You know, we need to add. So the last two segments, we always we have two uh, segments we do last. We need to add a what you're playing, guys. Yeah, uh, I feel like segment. Yeah. I, you know, because there was a game Dredge um, that I played. And if you haven't played Dredge, it's a single player game, and it's another one of these indie games that was just exactly the right pacing, um, an immense amount of fun, chill, uh, interesting, right? Just dark enough to be a little bit creepy, but not scary, like stuff like sure. that. It is a you play games like that, and what I do is, is I tend to, once I play a game like that, I start looking for another one like it. You know, I start looking for, oh, like, yeah. Yeah. can yeah. I find another game that's just like, oh, that was fun. It, I mean, it wasn't a lot. It was, like, I don't know, 30 hours of playtime, maybe. You know, it wasn't a ton of playtime. Sure. But it was amazing playtime. And and I, I would love to see, like you were saying, more game developers just say, hey, guys, let's, let's put a pause on this. Yes, I know you can cross the uncanny valley by making this look amazing. I got it. Yeah, yeah. No one actually wants to shoot grandma, right? Like, right. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> like, I see the horror game is really, I got it, but no one actually wants to shoot granny. Okay, like, can we make yeah. it fun, right? Yeah. Can we, what, what is the fun quotient here? Honestly, yeah. I'll be, you know, I'll be honest with all the sequels and games that are coming out. I'm not sure that a lot of game companies, a lot of bigger ones in particular, even know what fun is anymore. I don't think so. I, I think it's gone the way of a lot of the movie industry, which is try to do a lot of shock and awe, mm -hmm. and uh, we don't even care if there's a story. You know, porn star level uh, storylines, but you put a lot of shock and awe there. <laughs> well, and now we got the writer strike, right? So, so that's going right, to well, yeah. just, just, just gonna get yep. worse. So. For sure, for sure. Sorry, I don't know, man. Hapa? I I hope that they. I hope that it improves. But good luck to BattleBit guys. I, I well, really yeah, the BattleBit guys. They... Look, here's one to you guys. Like for real. Yeah, it's, for sure. It's appreciated. We are enjoying your wares. I hope. Uh, I wish you nothing but greatness. Um, and I hope you have as much fun supporting this game as you had making it, or more fun. For sure. And and I hope to see that work in the future. They're they're great. Um, so Hapa, what you watching? Dude, I'm all over the place. I yeah? Am, I There's no series out right now that I'm, like, um, really trying to watch. Well, okay. Look, um, if I had a tinfoil hat on, I would put it on right now. <laughs> I've been all watching right. the, uh, what is it, the, the, the Skinwalker Ranch series. 
on uh, on Amazon. They're talking about the okay, Skinwalker I, I Ranch s- in Utah. I saw. I was going through Amazon. We were watching Jack Ryan. Yeah, I saw that. What What is this? So there's a ranch in Utah called uh-huh. the Skinwalker Ranch, and it has historically, over decades, uh, been a hotbed for unidentified flying objects, paranormal activity. Oh, yeah. um, they've called. They've said there's portals that open, and things that are people see when they're out on the ranch that they can't they can't figure out what it is, and. Uh, there's even been talks that there's possibly like a portal wormhole on this ranch that may be connecting to another dimension, what? and sometimes those dimensions meet. And this is a real like this... is this is this a work of fiction or is this a real place? No, it's a documentary. It's a legit place. Okay, I, I'm. I, I... So this is now it's worth the watch. For when me. you start, <laughs> so first of all, let this. me let me let me preface this with I hate any paranormal investigating show where they're like oh, do you see that that kind of oh yeah i yeah. Oh, i hate sas, those sasquatch yes. it's a sasquatch it's sam squanch where's the sam squanch right. so, like, so they gotta have a certain level of drama in order to keep you yeah. hooked um yeah. this this show does have a bit of that and there's times where i'm like come on guys mm. just mm move on but they show a lot of historical stuff that to me is what's very interesting like case in point there was a there the guy that owned it before the current owner was a ceo and head of an aerospace engineer corporation okay um he bought it because where this ranch is is near other parts of utah where allegedly certain special projects had been tested for the allegedly, US military reportedly. allegedly yes and what's really cool is I, so we didn't talk about this either the road trip that Rita and I uh, went on went on you and I talked about this we haven't talked about it on the podcast we went through a place called Tanapa uh, Nevada okay which Tanapa we found out after we left is one of the most haunted towns in the United States. Lots Ooh. of people have died there. Uh, miners had all kinds of accidents. There was mines that collapsed, mine fires, like lots of murders, wow. just a lot of bad juju. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. We'll sidebar that. We'll talk about that on, a, on another episode perhaps. But what caught me off guard was near the Skinwalker Ranch, there's the Tanapa Test Range. Okay. I didn't know this was a thing. Tonopah Test Range is also very closely connected to Area 51, which we all know the you know mythos and everything there. Sure. Um, but they talk anyway. The Skinwalker Ranch stuff. What I'm getting at is the guy that originally owned it. Case in point, one of the things they talk about is they found these three or four metal rods just out in a field, and they couldn't okay. identify what the metal was, and they sent it back for metallurgy testing, and when these other people that were on the ranch asked this guy about what what came of the testing, the guy was like, oh, it was nothing. That was it. Oh, so We sent it for testing. Yeah, yeah. And that's not, it was nothing. It was nothing. It's not a big deal. But they were perfectly cylindrical pieces of like a meter, half a meter long, just random metal just laying out in a the field. They had no idea what it was, you know, whatever. Anyway. But little things like that, there's things where people have seen, you know, UFOs over the hillsides, 
making doing the the weird erratic noises and moves and hums that are nobody knows why there's humming and uh there's a scene where they they're shining a laser pointer at a hillside and at some point halfway to the hillside the light is split by something so you can literally see the laser light in two spots and there there was should be nothing there you know just you know i i nerd out of stuff like that so no that's, that stuff's fun that stuff's fun yeah so now, that's, I've, I've that's been watching what i've been uh, watching been watching a show you might be interested in. Do you have Apple TV Plus? I don't have Apple TV. That's the okay. only streaming thing right. I don't pay for. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, well, there's a lot of shows I, on there that I'm. I, I think you could get the 30 free day, you know, free days, right? 30. Um, there's yeah. a show called Silo. The first uh, season is finished now. Hmm. Um, we've been work, we worked our way through that. The show. Uh, that's the show that I wanted to see. Uh, yeah. Recommended. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's about the only way I can say it is it's recommended. Um, it's based off Very of a well. series of books called Wool, W-O-O-L. Um, and I, it's one of those shows that I watch, and I'm like, you know, I think I should read those books, um, which is what happened with me when I watched the first most recent Dune movie. Um, you know, the, the Dune movie How many of the books out. did you read? I am three in right now. Now, my man. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm working series. my way through them. Anyway, anyway yeah. sorry. Yes, right, and... You know, you watch, you watch Dune. If anyone who's watched that movie, hopefully, if you enjoyed it, um, you walked away thinking, man, there's a lot I don't know, right? There's obviously a lot that's been said. Yes. And when you read the books, you realize, yes, there is a lot. And when you go back and watch the movie again after you've read the books, the, the movies do a good job of making reference to those things. But if you haven't read the books, you really have a hard time catching them, right? You don't know what to yep. look for. Yeah, yeah. Um, so an awful lot of it is in the movies. But reading the books, man, oh, man. And that's the same thing that happened to me with Silo. So watched okay. the first season of Silo, and I was like, I think I'm just going to pick these books up because I am just fascinated. Um, I'll give you the, the, the premise, right, with no spoilers, like, but the premise is there's an entire society of people living in a silo. They have no idea why they are there. They have no idea who put them there. And it's about that society, how it functions. Oh, Not everyone, you know, they have... They have windows to see what's outside the silo, but all the windows are actually through cameras, right? There's a camera outside the silo, and it actually, you know, it, it broadcasts to the windows. Right. So, um, super fascinating, interesting stuff, right? How this society functions inside of a, a, a freaking silo. So it, it's definitely worth worth checking out, yeah. Um, but I, I, I I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check out Skinwalker Ranch because, uh, got to be honest, everything you refer every time I ask you this question, and every time you respond, I go check out whatever it is you say. And every time I've enjoyed that, like somebody, Pete I, I'm not going to lie. That show, there's going to be times where you're going to roll your eyes or like, oh, I love that oh, stuff man. though, man. Like, I, but, but yeah, the, when they get into some, like, there's a part where they, there's a hole in the ground and they're like, I wonder where this hole goes. And they literally pour 45,000 gallons of water, fill the hole. <laughs> the water's gone in like 20 minutes. Right. So. I, which like means six they, months later, which means they did not fill the hole. <laughs> no, six months later they do it again, but they add green color color to the water to see uh -huh. if the water pops up. Because Texas is a bunch of wetlands. There's wetlands everywhere. Oh, is this so place in Texas? Like, yeah, it's it's well the the part of the ranch is is here, um, but you have what they're looking for is to see where the water comes up in the water sure. table, and they sure. they never see it. They never see it. They have no idea where the water went. So it's like, you know, one of those things. That, that kind of stuff I nerd out about because I'm like, you know, that it could be a whole underwater river or whatever, you know, like between between these places. So 
But yeah. Anyways. Well, I would definitely be checking that out then. But yeah. I, so so. Did I say I said Utah? Didn't I? You did. I'm well, sorry. So it is southeast of Ballard, Utah, is where it is, not in okay. Texas. The, okay. the I remember the them referencing the water table and land being very similar to Texas because it's all it's um clay the the uh, ground undercarriage is clay a lot like yeah so that we actually yeah, we actually Texas, have that so. here that's one of the things but, people you know why is the dirt red that's what yeah. people ask when they come to Alabama they see the dirt and it's like why is all the dirt red is your is your clay the clay that you guys have is it like legit clay like super thick and just yeah oh, I hate that stuff. Yeah, we have ours is uh, red, so, but it's yeah. So we have so ours is mixed with iron ore, mm. so that's why it's it's red. So that was what was you know this city, Birmingham, Alabama, right? Magic City. The reason it's Magic City is it kind of grew so quickly, um, and it was because they discovered the red dirt was iron ore, and it was like, oh my god, steel everywhere! Are you gonna make steel out of all the things? Yeah, and it's just yeah, basically yeah. unlimited amounts of of that. So yeah, that's, that's uh, crazy. I didn't people, know that. Yeah, people come here and they're like, why is the dirt red? And what's a grit? That's kind of the questions I what's get. What's a grit? <laughs> <laughs> That's what people ask when they come here. <laughs> That's funny. What's a grit? What's a grit? I never, I never heard of a grit until I was in the military. Mm. Grits and are good, I had man. Grits. Oh, oh, my God. Grits are. So, wait. What's the traditional way there? Is, are, is it savory or sweet? Uh, it's, it's savory. It's, it's salt and okay. pepper, maybe some butter, yeah. a pat of butter. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. You know, my, my mother-in-law puts sugar on it, which is, is a very frowned upon behavior um, here. But I know that in some places, people are like, oh, you put sugar on grits. And I'm like, Ugh, I don't know. Folks I met from the Carolinas like to put, like, maple syrup on them. Okay. All right. So is that, I guess that's how far north you go. To... I, I like a fried egg on top of my grits with Ooh, some bacon I tell you, some toast you put a couple, or something. Oh, my God. You put a couple eggs. Heck, You put yeah. a couple of, of fried eggs, maybe over Heck easy. Yeah. With uh, a couple pieces of toast and some grits. Ah, man. I there you go. Cloud nine. Some good right buttered toast. Just uh, scoop it yeah, up. Mix, you can make some of that right that, now. I call that a redneck spoon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, sop it all up. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, it's so good. So, anyways, we, so we, we've been doing this for, we've been going for an hour and 43 minutes. Um, I think... I try to shoot for maximum two hours. We've had a few conversations that, that sometimes go a little bit further than that. But for those of you that are listening or watching, hopefully you're doing both. That'd be really cool. Or if you're just listening, just go to the YouTube and click like and subscribe and do all the things to help us out. But um, we're hoping to do this on an actual schedule. I think I've said that. Oh, yeah. Every episode, I feel like. Well, you have. <laughs> but I have been so far unable, not unwilling, but unable to to commit. I think that has changed. I think we're going to do, what we say happen, we're going to do every every two weeks. So we're going to do it. Hopefully, yeah. Every, yeah. every other Tuesday is our plan. Um, if we're unable to do it on a Tuesday for some reason, we will shoot for that Thursday. Um, the exceptions are likely one of us is traveling, which we'll know ahead of yeah. time. So we yeah. are going to try to make this a regularly scheduled thing can make improvements so if people have like thoughts about it please leave us comments you know on youtube um hit us up any of the other ways you want to hit us up but yeah i, I have twitter right whatever the things are not uh not threads because you know, one of us are on there but we were talking about last night nope i won't be no. on threads where, where can they reach you what do you what are your what are your places man so i'm i'm seven everywhere right s3vyn uh that's me airware so i don't care if that's twitter i don't care if that's you know in, whatever it is instagram i don't care um yep. 
You can always reach me with that. I try to reserve it when something new comes out. I always try to reserve that name specifically for that reason. There's only a couple places where I don't have that name. Um, but for the most part, that's where you can reach me. But you, Hapa, how can people Same hit up thing, Hapa, Hapa underscore fodder, man. If, if you Google Hapa underscore fodder, you probably, everywhere yeah. that I'm located is is there. The, one of the one of the nice things about being me is that not too many people want to be Hapa or fodder or Hapa <laughs> fodder. So. <laughs> yeah, especially not both. <laughs> and here we are. So Yeah. Look, man. I appreciate you. I love the hell out of our time together when we do this. Podcast. Oh yeah, I, dude, this is always so much I fun. Hope we do it more um, and more and more for real. Sometime I'm gonna head out there. We're gonna do it in the same location. We will do this podcast in the same. Oh location. my god, dude! If I could have you here, I tell you what, I'll go buy another. I'll go buy another one of these. My man, let's I'll do you this. use an Austrian Audio OC18 for. Uh, I'd love to hear your voice on one of those. But the, you know, is the mic you got my, actually. My one nine hundred yeah. voice. Got to. Yeah, one of these, right, right here, which is right a here, really right good microphone, yeah. Love this bad yep. boy. Honestly, this is probably, I, I, told, I told you the other day, but, like, legit, this is probably one of the best purchases I've had for my, all of my content creation, honestly. Like, audio it sounds great. fantastic. Yeah. It, it takes so. your concerns out of it. Right? It's nice not to have to worry about it. And, and I think that's the biggest thing is most of the filters, except for the limiter. The limiter is the only thing because I can get a little bit overly boisterous at times. Yeah, um, yeah. But every every other filter I've I've had digitally I pulled off completely so it's been yep. great. But anyway, so um, I appreciate all, anybody and everybody that's out there watching on YouTube land, and I appreciate and love the hell of everybody that listens to us on whatever platform you might be listening to us on, whether that's uh, iTunes, SoundHound, Spotify. Uh, what are all the other ones out there? I don't even know. Google Play. Um, I think we're on all of them pretty much. But um, a couple. Of, there was a couple comments and questions in the chat. One of the things I think you and I maybe need to add to the beginning of the podcast when we do our opener is that we don't particularly and usually interact with chat on YouTube. And that was just a, a conscious decision that Seven and I made uh, just to keep our conversation flowing because if we start answering questions, he and I already talk entirely too much on our own. <laughs> so <laughs> so we don't statement. necessarily, we don't need added to added into that. But if you do have questions or topics that you'd love to hear us talk about or hear our opinions on, do that put that in the comments on the live put that in the comments in the chat or you can send us a message on whatever platform you might find us on i know for me i i will look at those it may just take some time um because we always come up with every topic as we go but we we always have a rolling group of topics in the back of our mind too i think that we would like to throw on there so it's always helpful to have that too but um yeah, I, I think that's about all I have to say about that. Do you have anything else to add? No, I, I think I'm I think I'm good. You know, um, yeah, this was fun. It's always fun. I hope to do it more regularly. Yeah, I hope uh, people are enjoying it. I hope we get some. I want to do the history, right? I want to do. I do. I do want to do a podcast of like moments in history that we should talk about, right? I'm down. Um, so I think that'd be a lot of fun to do. So you and I should be thinking about what what are those subjects look like. If people have suggestions, hit us up. Let us know. If you'd like For to sure. hear us pontificate about you know the Treaty of Versailles then um, please don't. But uh, if that's what you want to hear <laughs> truly, right, maybe we could figure something out. <laughs> the Treaty of Versailles was rude by all that it applied to. The implications to. <laughs> of let the meat cake. Yes, that was... Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Joan of Arc. No, really. No, seriously. Anyway. Oh, yeah. I think that's about it. Um, I appreciate the hell out of every one of y'all. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Laugh, smile. Make someone else laugh and smile. Be a better human. I think that's Be just the closing. Be a better human. Be a better human. And we hope to see you guys next time. Take it easy, y'all. Bye.